I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBoser, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Hi, hello, and welcome in to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, as always, joined by Karaski Mel. Cajun baseball went to Baton Rouge and returned to the Hub City with a win over the top-seeded LSU Tigers. Plus, Jordan Brown and Louisiana men's basketball head coach Bob Marlin earned some postseason hardware. But first, we begin tonight with a former member of the Raging Cajun football team. That's right, former Raging Cajun, current NFL prospect wide receiver Michael Jefferson recovering after being involved in a bad accident, a vehicle accident, back on April 9th. That accident left him with injuries and it had the death of another man. News 10's Dawson D'Amico tells us what happened and what is next for the former Raging Cajun. Here at Cajun Field, Michael Jefferson made a name for himself, catching passes and getting touchdowns for the Cajuns. But after his car accident on April 9th, Jefferson's future as a football player is now in question. On April 9th, the former Louisiana wide receiver was driving in his hometown of Mobile, Alabama, when he was involved in a head-on collision with 55-year-old Charles Dunn. Dunn was pronounced dead on the scene, and Jefferson was rushed to the emergency room to receive immediate medical help from his injuries. Based on crash reports obtained by TMZ Sports, Jefferson was traveling at a speed of up to 75 to 65 miles per hour before the crash. Dunn's speed is still unknown. Dunn was believed to have been under the influence at the time of the crash. There is no evidence on if Jefferson was under the influence as well. After multiple surgeries, Jefferson was released from the hospital 10 days later on April 19th. Jefferson's team hopes he can still make it to the NFL as he continues his recovery back to football. In Lafayette, Dawson D'Amico, KLFY News 10. All right, Dawson, thanks. Now to this year's Raging Cajun baseball team, Louisiana picked up a big, big midweek win against number one LSU 8-5 in Baton Rouge. It was a Tuesday night delight as the Cajuns handed the Tigers their first midweek loss of the season. You know, these guys had won 12 straight midweek games and, uh, you know, a lot of them by double digits. And, and the, we had a choice to make tonight. We could be uncommon uh, like Red Strike or uh, we could come in and follow suit like everybody else has done. And these guys answered the bell and rose to the occasion. David Christie pitched six innings, allowing only one earned run. You know, I just came in to help help Carson Fluno out and he got in a bit of a jam there early, and I knew I just needed to get the first guy and start from there, um, fill up the zone. And I knew if, if I'd fill it up for as long as I could, my guys would make plays, and they made it really easy on me tonight. At the plate, Heath Hood and Connor Higgs, each belting a two-run home run. I was just going in there as confident as, confident as I can. Like I said last week, that I, I'm going in there thinking that I'm better than that guy, and then I swung through a changeup and then he threw me a curveball and I stayed through it. A big win like this, not lost on this team. I know what this game means inside of, of our program and I know what this game means inside of Cajun Nation, inside the city of Lafayette. And so it was the biggest game of the year. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And I told him, uh, winning this game has a chance to cover up a multitude of sins. Uh, we're looking to carry this momentum forward 
and uh, looking to play together as a team for the rest of the year. George, the last time the Cajuns beat a number one team was 2014, and that team, LSU. All right, it goes without saying that that win is an, an absolutely a big deal, but uh, this can go one of two ways. That's right, the win can either be a spark that lights a fire for the Cajuns as they have yet to play some of the most meaningful games in conference play, or it can be the high point of the season and doesn't catapult this team to its true potential. What the Cajuns win over LSU shows us is when this team focuses, they have what it takes to be just as good or even better than the best team in the country. Coach Jags says having that win in their back pocket can really help them greatly going forward. Puts all of our goals still in front of us. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's one of those that if we can get back to playing good baseball that uh, people are going to have to look at. And coming up on Inside Cajun Nation, a couple of members of the Cajun men's basketball team, they received some honors. We'll tell you about them. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George here, Karaski there, and let's talk some Cajun men's basketball as the team had quite the season. George, it's definitely nothing to sneeze at. The <laughs> efforts of forward Jordan Brown and head coach Bob Marlin noticed and rewarded with recognition. Brown named the LABC Major College Player of the Year. He dominated in 2022-23 and was named the Lou Henson Player of the Year after averaging a team-leading 1940. 0.4 points per game and 8.7 rebounds per game. Brown also earned first team all Sunbelt Conference, first team all Region 23, and SBC Tournament Most Outstanding Player Awards. Wow. And as for Coach Bob Marlin, Major College Coach of the Year from the LABC, Marlin uh, was at the helm of the Cajuns and led them to 26 wins, the second most in program history, and a Sunbelt Tournament Championship. The Cajuns completed a perfect season in the Cajun Dome for the first time since the facility opened back in 1985. When Inside Cajun Nation continues, I sit down with Louisiana Athletics Director, Dr. Brian Magger. Don't go away. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Pleased uh, to be joined by the UL Athletics Director, Dr. Brian Maggard. And Dr. Maggard, thanks for the time as always. Really fun to chat with you every once in a while and uh, kind of get a State of the Union address, so to speak. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's always a good time to <laughs> yeah. visit with you. Excellent, excellent. So let's start, let's start with basketball because uh, it just wrapped up uh, kind of here over the past month or so. And, and obviously March Madness is done now, but uh, the Cajuns made it into March Madness first time since uh, what, 2014, mm -hmm. and uh, and so there, there was an, a lot of excitement surrounding that uh, that and the basketball program. Can you talk a little bit about uh, just the, the the positivity that came off of that uh, good season for Coach Marlin and the crew? Well, absolutely. You know, we know winning cures a lot of ailments, <laughs> and uh, certainly Coach Marlin and the, and the staff and the team. Won at a very high level this season. Uh, it was a record-breaking, historical season. You know, mm -hmm. the first time being undefeated in the Cajun Dome, at home at 14 and 0, and several other accolades. You know, being the, uh, the 
tournament, conference tournament champion as well as getting into the NC2A tournament. That's what we want to do on a regular basis, yeah, right? Sure. We, uh, as Coach and I talked about, you know, eight years was a little bit too long of a drought. But, uh, you know, I have a lot of confidence in, in Bob and, uh, and certainly his coaching staff and team. And I'm excited for next year as well. Um, we want to keep that winning going, though. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's interesting how this, this world works now with uh, the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. Things can change like that, but you can also get better like that, too. So uh, right. I, I think it, it could benefit the Cajuns a little more. You mentioned Coach Marlin. Obviously, that was his last year, the last year of his deal. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we reported a few days ago that there was some kind of extension happening. Right. Uh, any, any, can you shed any light on, on the possibility of that happening and, and – and what that entails? Sure. You know, we don't have all the details worked out just yet, but we know it is going to be a multi-year deal. Uh, Bob does have an automatic one-year rollover on his existing contract for winning a conference championship. And then we'll, he and I will get together here very soon and, and talk about some extended years beyond that. But that's all we know right now. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, that, that's kind of a good problem to have, right? To have Very a good. coach who's successful. You got to keep on discussing. That's right. Uh, hey, here's what we think we we can do for you. No, that's, yeah. that's exactly right. You know, we want to position uh, Bob in that program to keep winning at a high level. You know, we see, as is with any sport, right, when you win, they will come. And mm -hmm. so we had some really good crowds in the Cajun Dome this season. And, um, you know, I think there was no doubt uh, a result of the team's success and the way they played and the style they played it was exciting, it was energetic. And we got to find a way to keep that going because, you know, we know that Bob Marlin is a good basketball coach, a very good basketball coach. Yeah. We know that he's surrounded himself with quality assistance this year. That combination along with the recruiting that they all did and put together a really good uh, team, to your point, using the portal, yeah. using some you know existing students, uh, we had great success. We yeah. got to keep that going. Absolutely. And so now we wrap up uh, foot, spring football kind of wraps up now. And, and it's never too early to, or too late to talk about football. Uh, that's just the way it is down here. And, and so when, when you look at we enter second, second year for Coach uh, Dez and, and the excitement level surrounding this program, because I, I think there, there, there's a, there should be some optimism mm -hmm. about the upcoming I look at the schedule and that excites me a little bit for the Cajun program because I think the the the, the toughest out of conference opponent is Minnesota mm -hmm. um I think that's a winnable game. There's thing, the, the schedule sets up favorably for Coach Dez, and you're putting him uh, with regards to the schedule in a situation to succeed. And I, I think that's exciting if you're a Cajun fan. Yeah, I think there's definitely a strategy to scheduling. We know sure. that. And, you know, we always want to schedule teams that we believe that we can compete with. And to your point, you know, Minnesota, who's a very good football team, sure. right? We'll have our hands full. Absolutely. But, you know, we like to think that, uh, you know, that's a game that we'll be very competitive in. Then you have Buffalo at home, right? Mm -hmm. And Buffalo has uh, historically been a very good football program. And, you know, that's going to bring a lot of excitement to Cajun Field as a home game that's at a conference. And then certainly, you know, with the, uh, with the conference schedule, you know, the Sun Belt is very strong in the sport of football. Yep. just like it is in baseball and, and right. basketball is getting stronger. But um, no, uh, to your point, George, I think uh, the schedule is not only going to be uh, favorable, but it's going to be exciting, right? We're going to have to play well to win those games. We know that, yeah. but uh, we like uh, what we're going up against. Yeah. I, it, it, every time I glance at the schedule, I'm like, man, they win, win. <laughs> I'm like, uh, not to put any pressure <laughs> on Coach Dad, That's right. no win, pressure. win, win, win. <laughs> right. like, we're going to have to play well. We know yeah, that. And yeah. what I, I like about this upcoming year is, you know, what people probably didn't realize 
going into last season is that was a really that was a different football team mm -hmm. right we lost you know a lot yeah. of experience a lot yeah. of good talent from that 21 team and so the 22 team in my opinion it was a season of learning and so I'm excited that you know we got all those young men coming back most of them mm -hmm. they've got that year of playing experience under their belt and um, you know I, I think we're only going to be better but I uh, was very proud of Mike and the staff and the team last year a lot of challenges to overcome but uh, we made it into a historical season anyway by making our fifth consecutive bowl game. Yeah. Um, and so, to your point, I think uh, the future is very, very bright, and yeah. I'm excited for the 23 season. Yeah, looking forward to it as well. Uh, you know, play the home games at Cajun Field. There, there's uh, the plan is to eventually mm -hmm. renovate that. Right. Uh, how, how is that coming along with the stadium? Uh, and uh, will we be seeing <clears throat> things happening this year or uh, we have to wait till after the season? Yeah, I think so. First of all, the design phase of that renovation is going very well. Mm -hmm. And that's a credit to our architectural team and, and the construction manager that we have hired. Um, you know, what you're going to see is we'll continue that design phase throughout this uh, season. And if all goes as planned, right, and we got a few more T's to cross and some I's to dot, we'd like to begin demoing that upper deck at the end of the 23 season. Gotcha. So it's, it's, if, it's, if it all, if it all uh, goes as planned. Right. I remember last time you were here, you were like, it all, it has to work out properly. <laughs> <That's right>. There's, <laughs> there's steps that have to be taken can, and, you know. Because you don't want to put something out there and everybody right. goes, oh, you said, you know. No, that's right. Yeah, so, know you know, we qualify goes. everything with, right. you know, we still have some work to do. But what I can assure people is that we are moving forward. The progress is happening. You have to design a stadium before you can renovate it anyway. Right. That's where we're at. That's moving along very nicely. And should we, you know, again, take the steps that we're taking and that continues, uh, there's no doubt that Cajun Nation is going to be very proud and excited about this new yeah. Made the stadium. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think it, it, since I've been here uh, 20 plus years, uh, it, I, I've always thought, man, right. we could get that updated. Yeah. We could get that it's updated. consuming a lot of our time. You know, there's a lot of us involved in that. Sure. And it's very time consuming, but it's going to be worth it when that thing is finished. Good stuff. Dr. Brian Maggard's with us here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. We're going to come back, talk some more. We'll talk some uh, RCAF uh, and uh, how people can get involved with that. And uh, we'll talk a little sports that are going on right now, softball, baseball. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, kind of last of the, the year, uh, so to speak. Uh, we'll do all that when we get back right here in 90 seconds, right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Still sitting next to UL's athletic director, Dr. Brian Maggard. Dr. Maggard, thanks so much for the time. And, and well, let's let's keep our conversation rolling. And, and the only two sports that are uh, actually well, I guess uh, it's track and field. They, track and I think field still and, men's going. and men's and women's tennis. And men's and women's tennis. That's right. So I, I misspoke. The <laughs> and, two golf, that are, and golf. And golf. Yes, that's yes, right. that's right. The, the, the <laughs> two that were on my mind are softball and baseball. But uh, so let's, let's let's go with softball first. Jerry Glasgow has done something that uh, that has really impressed me, and, and, it, and it goes to scheduling again, yeah. as we were talking about earlier with the football program. But w when you look at the schedule that he put together, or I don't know if you had a hand in that as well. I'm, I'm sure at some point you did, but that schedule <laughs> was uh, is unbelievably difficult, and he did that on purpose. He told us. He said that's the point we want because he's right. You're going to have to play those teams sometime. You might as well see what you're up mm -hmm. against 
and then go from there. That's right. You know, Jerry was very strategic this season about that, and, and really it was designed to do two things. One, it was to get this team that's very talented, a lot of good experience against high-level teams. But two, it was to position us to be able to host a regional. Mm. And, you know, typically in order to do that, you have to be in the top 16 RPI at the end of the season. And we are there now, right? So we got to maintain that. we got two, I think, big contests coming up outside of the Sun Belt with mm -hmm. both uh, Texas A&M and, and Baylor, I believe it is. And then certainly we need to continue to make our run in the Sun Belt Conference, which the teams in the Sun Belt, their RPIs have elevated right. too, so that helps us. Right. So if we continue to take care of business and we need to make some noise in those Baylor, Texas A&M games, mm -hmm. um, we're going to be in a very good position to uh, hopefully host a regional. Fingers yeah. crossed. Hey, he's done a phenomenal job of getting talent in here, too. And, and that he's, he did that a long time. When he first got here, he was he doing did. that yeah. as well. So uh, that, that was really impressive to me. I mean, that year COVID hit, they were the number one team in the right. country in RPI. Right. And I, I, I'll never forget sitting down with him and, I, and talking to him about that. He was he was so he was disappointed. Yeah, yeah frustrated That's about hard. that. That's right. Because there's nothing you can do. But uh, sure enough. But and then you look at baseball, baseball mm -hmm. coming off a phenomenal year a year ago. And right now they're kind of kicking things off and right. they've got a tough road trip uh, as they, they head off right now. But uh, the, I, what I like about the, the coaching staffs that mm -hmm. you guys have put together is they're all they're all I wrote down here aggressive. They yeah, they're, 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 they like not that other coaches don't want to win. Right. But they, they, there's a passion for what they're doing and where they're doing it. Right. And that's – Coach De De Deggs is like right. that as well. You know, with the, with the way the Diamond Sports are set up, you know, at the national level, in particular with postseason play, obviously you get rewarded for a better strength of schedule. And mm -hmm. to your point, both Coach Deggs and Coach Glasgow, not only do they understand that, but they're very passionate about putting together, you know, very strong high PR type schedules. The thing about baseball right now in the Sun Belt is it's a Power Five conference. I'm telling you, it, it is. is unbelievable. It is, You're and you know we're playing really good baseball right now, and, and we're a really solid team in the Sun Belt. But man, you got Southern Miss, yep. you got Coastal Carolina, you got ODU, yep. you've got Georgia Southern, uh, Texas State. You know, there's yeah. so many good teams to include us yeah. that uh, you know week in and week out, you better come to the ballpark ready. We just saw that this past weekend against yeah. App State. Yeah. Right. Right. App State, I think, took us all by surprise. Now, one, we dropped a couple games that we shouldn't have. We understand that. But credit to them, they are a much improved baseball team right. than they were in years past. Yeah, it's it's amazing the the level of, that the Sun Belt Conference took just to, just amazing in one year yeah. because obviously Southern Miss last year went to a super right. loss to Ole Miss right. uh, to get to a to, to the College World Series and and look what happened to Ole Miss they That's ended right. up winning it all you got you just got to get there mm -hmm. and once you get there you never know what's That's exactly happen. right. Um, do, this just popped into my head as you talked about baseball. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite sport like do, do you, the, to watch to play? You know, I mean, I, I tell you, look, I'm a big college football fan, like yeah. like many people, but um, I really enjoy all of our sport programs. Like, yeah. and maybe it's part of being in the role that I'm in now. But like I, this past weekend, you know, both men's and women's tennis programs were at home. I really enjoyed going out there and watching yeah. those uh, kids compete. Um, so, at the end of the day, you know, I really love the way softball is played here, particularly. Yeah. The atmosphere is fantastic. The yeah. same with baseball. So. 
I'm like so many of the uh, members of Cajun Nation. The Diamond Sports in um, in, in uh, Lafayette are pretty special. Yeah. Basketball, both men's and women's, they're, they're just fun to watch. And right. I think with me, George, it, what helps, you know, Carrie and I, you'll see us at most home events. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you get to know the kids, you know, the way we're able to, and we had that good fortune to be able to, along with the coaches, it just makes it all so enjoyable. But right. um, you like you know, to see them succeed. You like to yeah. see them succeed. Yeah. You like to see the hard work that they put in to come, right. to, come to fruition. Right. So. Right. Um, you know, it's hard to say I have like, one did, favorite. Did you play sports? Did you like? Did yeah, you know, on my very best day, I was an average high school athlete. Okay, on hey, my best day, and that was small high school in Southern yeah. Kansas, eight-man football. Right. Every male had to go off for sports so we could field teams. Yep. So, yeah, so I played football, basketball, and baseball. And gotcha. again, on my best day, I was average. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which is probably better than I was. So uh, <laughs> it's all good. Look, you know, you do you. Obviously, you're in charge of the athletics department, but uh, part of the job as well is to raise money right. for the for the university, for the sports uh, uh, athletic teams. And uh, so the RCAF, uh, give us an update on that. Sure. How can people join that? What's the uh, excitement level of the RCAF? Well, I, I tell you, first and foremost right now, and maybe most important, is we have new leadership you know, within that department. Trey Frazier came on uh, toward the end of last calendar year, uh, and he is our deputy athletic director, RCAF executive director, and in essence, he's my chief revenue officer. So gotcha. we move ticketing under uh, Trey, and so in addition to seeing under, overseeing RCAF, Trey and his team also oversee ticketing for us. So gotcha. all things revenue generation fall under him. And I will tell you, you know, he's a he's a person who every single day he continues to impress me. I knew he was a good hire. I knew him from the industry, but uh, he has far outblown my expectations. I'm really excited for the community to get to know he and his family, Jenna and their daughter, Emery. Um, but uh, Trey's going to do a tremendous job, and he's continuing to put his team together. Um, but rcaf.org, you know, go to our website, yeah. go under RCAF, and for as little as $50, people can support the Cajuns on an annual basis. It's that simple, but to your point, George, we need Acadiana to uh, get behind us sure. this, as we know this place can, can be and is very special yeah I mean you're right about the the, the support that the softball team and the uh, ba uh, baseball team mm -hmm. uh, when you go out to a game I mean you're not top 10 in attendance in the country in right. baseball for right. uh, uh, by fluke consistently right. Right. Like that, that happens year right. after year and think so. about it you know we, we led the Sun Belt Conference this past fall in volleyball attendance <laughs> right and so um, I always tell people that the two best ways you can engage with us, right? We need to engage with them, but for them to engage with us is buy a season ticket and join the RCAF. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. And for as little as $50 a year on the RCAF side, a football season ticket, I think our lowest price is $110 mm -hmm. for six games. There's a lot of ways um, that you can support at a very minimal level. Sure. Right. Absolutely. But certainly those who want to so, uh, support <laughs> at a higher level, yeah, right. we, we never turn that away either. Real quick, as, as we wrap this up, uh, you've been here since 2017. Right. Uh, you sticking around? Who, who do we need to talk to <laughs> to make sure you stick around? Well, you know, my boss is uh, Dr. Savoy. <laughs> Dr. Savoy. Uh, but, keep him on, you know, on listen, the clock here. <laughs> you know, uh, we started uh, year seven on March 1. Gotcha. And as I as I look back at the body of work we can we completed in these first six years, you know, I'm certainly we've had some high high moments, but I would tell people our best years are yet to come. Hmm. You know, as we get all of these facilities renovated and, and refurbished the way we want to, you got Cajun Field. We uh, we need to get a baseball clubhouse built. We need to renovate the tennis complex. Um, we do those types of things. 
we start to sell more tickets, raise more money, um, you're going to see this place, I think, really explode. A lot of great opportunity that still lies ahead of us, but uh, certainly proud. And of you're going to be here for all of us. six years. <laughs> Listen. If, as if, long as you're welcome. Is that Louisiana will have me. I'm, I'm, we're happy to be here. Um, you know, it, it's a great place to live. You know that. And, yeah. and our listeners know that, too, right? It's, uh, I truly understand why, if you're from Lafayette, Louisiana, why it makes sense to stay here. Yeah. Even if you go away and come back. Right. Great quality of life. Tremendous people, and for most individuals, lifetime friends and family are here. So yeah. why would you not stay? Exactly. Uh, I could, we, we can end on that. That is great. <laughs> Dr. Brian Magger joined us here on Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.